Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Podcast Pasta. That's a podcast that's like pasta, not the podcast that's about pasta. As always, I'm your host, Mike, and today I got my first returning guest. I'm joined once again with The Den. If uh, y'all don't remember, he is a Scooby-Doo impressionist, although he have moved away, I think, into doing um, video essays in which you talk about Archie comics and other related topics. Uh, Den, how have you been? Pretty good, pretty good. Like you said, I've been uh, putting a lot of time into these new uh, videos I'm doing. Yeah, so how has that been for you, like kind of transitioning? Um, because to give my audience some background, you uh, when we talked, it was mainly like the impressions you were doing. And then um, you kind of moved into doing like the shorter sketches, and now you've moved into doing the full-on um, video essays. So how how's the transition been for you? It's interesting you bring that up because uh, I believe I actually on last time I was on, I mentioned I had something in the works, which I basically I've been working on these the long form video. I've been working on them for for a few years. And uh, initially I was just doing the Scooby Doo impressions as a sort of joke. Like someone asked me what I do for a living. I was jobless. I said, oh, I do Scooby Doo impressions on YouTube. So I thought it'd be funny to actually have a full catalog of these things you know a good backlog to make it seem like that's really what i'm doing with my time and then uh you know obviously back in 2020 with uh with covid and everything um there was a uh, big surgence in like uh these shorter form videos like the tiktoks and stuff and then uh they introduced youtube shorts recently i believe and I figured, oh, you know, I, I've got some ideas for sketches, but I never wanted to do them because I wanted them to have like good quality or, you know, basically I wanted them to have high production value, which I couldn't really do. And then I just figured I'd give it a shot when I saw some of these like old school YouTubers, I guess old school uh, by my point of view, but I'm like doing just the back and forth, like same person, like Pro ZD, you know, those kind of skits. I figured, yeah, I'd give it a shot. And, uh, yeah, that's why I got into the shorter form videos, and then the long form videos were always part of the plan. I just just never had the energy to actually sit down, film, and record. Right, I got you. And no, I mean, so far I've been very uh, impressed with it. Um, Appreciate you know, I, that. I think you've really hit a, kind of a stride with it. Yeah. A lot of some people, uh, in particular Bruno, I think brought up this this comparison. But I'm curious what you think about it. Um, he brought up the comparison, I think, of uh, your content with, like, Linkara, right? Back yeah, yeah, I, I, mean, I did see that. Yeah, I don't so, know if he still does, like, the comic reviews, but uh, were you a fan of Linkara, or is this just... I like... actually, I, I, I knew of Linkara. Uh, he was part of the Nostalgia Critic gang, if I'm getting that correct. Yeah. But I didn't consume, like, I didn't even really watch Nostalgia Critic or... Uh, so I knew of him, but he wasn't a particular like influence of mine. In fact, uh, the reason my major influence, uh, before, um, uh, basically there was some controversy with this creator, but, uh, my main influence was John Tron and oh, yeah. I, yeah, I sort of liked how he structured his videos. There was a, it, basically as a viewer, I thought it was a sort of amateurish quality like in terms of obviously there was a lot of production going on behind the scenes that made it look like that. But it's just like he he was my go to of the classic guy just talking about what he likes to talk about. 
And I just, that kind of resonated with me. And the reason I stuck to the comics is because um, I grew up reading Archie comics and I sort of, I had all this knowledge in my head about the setting and the world. And it was always fascinating to me because like, you know, I watch anime, I read like Marvel comics, movies, all that stuff. And I can easily, if I walked into a bar and just went up to somebody, there's a good chance they'd have some opinion on them. They, they've seen a Marvel movie or watched some anime like these days. It's, it's getting higher and higher, but Archie comics, which have been a thing since like the thirties or the forties, I've never run into a, another Archie comic reader in the wild. And yet, you know, obviously they're still doing fine. They got Riverdale. They got a Bollywood musical coming up. So I was just like, yeah, you know what? And I'll, I'll see, I'll make some of these videos, see if I can, uh, um, sort of find people who, uh, have heard of it, you know, basically kind of build a community. Cause even like the online communities for these sort of things, like, for example, you know, let's, let's go with Reddit. I went to the Riverdale subreddit for the show. Not a single one of these guys have heard of Archie comics. Like they, they know the brand, but everyone's just talking about the show, which makes sense, but you'll see something in the show. That's clearly a reference to the comics. And then no one, no one will have any clue what's going on. And then you go to the actual Archie comic, like, you know, subreddit once again, just because I don't know how other, like maybe Tumblr would have these kind of communities too, but basically there's just nothing really there. And, so I was like, okay, well, I'll sort of build a, a starting ground for uh, these comics to sort of be talked about. Right, I got you, and that makes sense. Um, you're you're not like I, I've noticed that you weren't necessarily the first one to talk about like Archie comics, but I think you're you are definitely the first one to like do it as a focus, whereas other people do it in relation to talking about um, other. Uh, how'd you say, like, you know, with other comics and stuff like that. So I think it's very interesting that, like, you're specializing in that. Um, do you think, are, are you worried about, like, limiting yourself to just Archie comics and with your, like, video essays? So the thing with that is I'm not necessarily going to. Like, I can see why, because the thing is I've got plans in my head for, other things I want to talk about. Like there's some games I played, some movies I've seen that I think would be fun to, yeah, and it's sort of the same issue with these is where it's like the community, there is a community. Like I play this fan game for Pokemon and uh, it's, it's, it's a really nice game. It's got its ups and downs, but the community is sort of like, basically you never see someone really talking about the game as a whole, like given, properly edited points and the like it's, it's it's mostly just in passing try this game out you know and i thought oh maybe i should make a video on that but the thing with archie comics is i already have all this knowledge in my head like if i did that video with the with this game i'd have to replay the game to be safe in my own mind like i want to make sure i know what i'm talking about but with archie comics i actually think i have like i i've sort of mapped out the uh, the content I'm going to do for the next year. And there's so many points I want to talk about that uh, while I don't think I'll have any trouble like making other content, I don't think I'll have to worry about that for a while. Right. Oh, yeah, I got you. Um, speaking of Archie content coming out, I think uh, if I 
if I remember seeing the trailer for it correctly, I think Netflix is going to do something with Archie. In a, in like I, I, I'm not sure when it's going to come out, but I think it's like a musical, like animated thing. And yeah. No, I did know. I don't know if it was Netflix. Uh, I did know. I believe it, it was that Bollywood musical I was referring to. It was just like Archie comics set with a Bollywood theme. And I don't know if that's the same one because is it for, for Archie comics like pre 2017? There wasn't a lot of stuff going on with it. It was like they had some comic things. But then after that, all sorts of projects, especially after the success of Riverdale, are in the works. So there's definitely a few I'm not too sure about. But, uh, yeah, that's an example of something, you know, that'd be that'd be fun to make a video on whenever the Bollywood musical comes out. Because that's. How do I say this? Like working with comics is it's fine. And I, I do like how the videos I've made have turned out. But like even going back to my thing with Jontron, uh, he had clips to work with, which sort of makes it easier to play off a joke because uh, with Archie Comics, you know, uh, no one's narrating it. It's all just still like it's just a video me showing the panel. And then, you know, obviously you can see it on screen, but I sort of have to it's harder to get the comedic timing down. So I'm definitely excited for like speaking content. Right, right. I got you. No, I mean, I think you do it probably like, like the, I think the preferred way in terms of like reviewing comics. Um, but, uh, what was it going to say? Dang it. I, I lost my, um, train of thought. Um, but no, so I, I guess, uh, are, are you excited for the Bollywood project? I'm, I'm not sure if you're a big, like, I, like me, I'm not a big musical guy, so I'm not sure if that would be something that would interest me. Um, outside of the mean, fact that I'm also not a big Archie guy, but. Yeah, uh, I mean, with me, it's, it's sort of like, I like musicals, but, like, I don't care about things if they're just musicals. You know, in this case, it's an Archie comic musical, although I'm sure there's going to be some liberties with the setting. But how about it? It's... I'm about as excited as I can be for something like this. And honestly, yeah, like with uh, with the Archie comic uh, with Riverdale, I, I think they even had a few musical episodes, which I always think those are fun. So having an entire basically as long as they get the as long as the songs are properly referencing things in the story, you know, it's not just they're not just using the setting like Archie comic setting to get viewers or something like that, which does seem weird because I don't think that would get a lot of viewers as much as uh, someone would think. But yeah, as long as it's faithful, I'm down. Like, yeah, no, I got you. That makes sense. Um, so I gotta say, by the way, you messed up my video recommendations on uh, YouTube because really? um, <laughs> now I'm just getting a whole bunch of Archie stuff. Like, well, mostly Riverdale stuff. It might have recommended. Sense. So thank you for that. No problem. Well, yeah. Um, I, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I honestly didn't know, like, so this is just a side point real quick, but you mentioned, like, there are other, like, Archie YouTube content creators, mostly focused on Riverdale. But uh, it's, it's actually a bad habit of mine where I didn't look up any to see if I had, like, competition because... I there, there's a word for it when like a comedian unconsciously borrows from somebody else and uh, 
you know, uses it in their own act, even though it's just like skits and reviews. But I was worried about like taking something from somebody else's Archie videos. So I'm not actually too familiar with anyone else in the Archie field, but uh, it's good to know there, uh, there are other people out there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think uh so you've also been streaming too which i think i I know you've kind of de-emphasized because you've um been uh you know focused more on the video stuff yeah. but um like how's that been for you yeah so uh for the streaming you know that was just uh that was obviously both of these the video making and the streaming they're both like hobbies for me but uh streaming is sort of cathartic it, it, i don't know something about just like being on camera while I'm just doing something mundane, like playing games or going to freerice.com. It's pretty calming for me. Uh, I did have to take a bit of a break and I, I have been missing it, but this is also cause I went back to school. So I'm trying to find a good, like I don't want to be streaming so much and make and spending so much time in the videos that I'm also not doing my required work and schoolwork. But, uh, I'm actually, I'm probably going to get back into it soon. I, I've started like, uh, I've already got a new, slightly reduced schedule from my old one uh, going, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely a fun part of just being online. Yeah, especially uh, I'm always there to catch your uh, Pokemon streams mainly, or at yeah. least I try to because sometimes you know it's you know busy schedule yeah. and stuff like that. Um, so I guess why why do you like always default to Pokemon? I, I guess is uh, it's always a question I've had on the back of my mind when watching your streams. No problem. So just to give a bit more background, um, like you say, I have uh, I originally had three days dedicated to streaming, uh, one being a just generic video game. Like I'm going to play some games, another being sort of mixed between studying and going to freerice.com. And then, yeah, on Wednesday, it was specifically dedicated to Pokemon fan games. Now, the reason I did this was because um. I wanted three days and obviously I had one already generic gaming and all that. And Pokemon is sort of, you'll hear this from a lot of fans. Uh, one of the main problems with a Pokemon series is they have this habit of dropping older mechanics. Like they'll bring new mechanics, but they'll just randomly drop a beloved mechanic. And I love the Pokemon formula. Like even as far back as the first generation I, to me, that was peak, like, okay, this is great. I don't need, I'd appreciate, like, deeper mechanics, but I don't need the core mechanics changed. And I enjoy playing these Pokemon fan games because they give the, you know, they have the opportunity to, they, they only go as far up to, like, fourth generation or fifth generation graphics of the mainland Pokemon games so far that I've seen. But there, it's fans creating what they wanted in a Pokemon game. And this doesn't always translate to, to universal appeal for Pokemon fans, but because I love that formula so much and I'm not a fan of how they're changing it, that's, that just seems, it just seems perfect to me to just jump on these fan games, you know, maybe get someone else to see them and sort of keep these uh, fan projects going. 
So do you ever think you'll do like YouTube content covering the the fan projects, or again you're just sticking solely to like the Archie comic stuff? Well, as I was saying earlier, I was I was gonna make a uh, specifically for a Pokemon fan or fan game. It's the one I uh, the one I originally got me into uh, these Pokemon fan games, like that made me aware of them was Pokemon Reborn, and uh, I streamed that a lot. But recently, because most of these games are still in like their uh, development stages sort of like every year you'll get some new content but they're not finished and pokemon reborn was the first one that i followed i even you can see it in some of my videos but on my back wall i've even got like a framed map of the region for this fan region and listen I, i've got a lot of opinions on that game so i definitely want to do a video for that uh some of the other ones i don't like they're fun but those already have like big uh what's the word hold on audiences or... yeah, exactly so they already have large audiences these other games i'm playing with with uh people doing providing much better opinions on like the actual gameplay and stuff but uh it's definitely something i'm gonna look at uh right now i've only got like because I, I never review something that's not done, too. I'd say that. Uh, and a lot of these games, like I said, are not finished. So I've only got, like, three of the finished ones under my belt, and they're the most popular ones. So I, I might do a Reborn video, but I wouldn't do a video on, say, like, the other one, Insurgents, that I played. It's a good game, but there's plenty of videos on that. However, as these uh, um, hacks and fan games release, and I see something that catches my interest there's a possibility I'll do something there, but we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what was it gonna, I guess, uh, uh, hold on. I think I'm getting, um, do you have CRISPR turned on on discord just by any chance or like the noise suppression? I think I'm getting like a little bit of like, a kind of like a static on your end. At least OBS is reading it. I can't really hear it. Let me see. That would be under. Yeah, sorry about that. I just started noticing it now. Like when you stop talking, like the, the it would like peak in like the green bar a little bit. It's it's not as bad oh, now. Yeah. I turned on like the. Um... Gotcha. No, I, I got the uh, standard on. Would it be better to turn it off completely? You have it on already. Apparently, I uh, I don't really mess with the Discord settings, but I've got three options: crisp, standard, and none. Um, I mean, humor me. Try turning that shit up. Crisp. All right. How does that sound? Okay, that that fixed it. Thank you. Oh, perfect. All right. So go on. Um. No. So I think that's um. Yeah, I was also kind of wondering too because can't your like uh rig technically handle like more complex games than like Pokemon in terms of streaming, or is that like also a consideration that like you know with streaming it would affect like your bandwidth and you know things like that? Well, it's actually so my rig isn't that advanced. Uh, some of these Pokemon fan games can be pretty demanding, like they're not optimized for uh proper play, so it's more taxing than it should be but i have tried other games so for example on fridays occasionally i'll stream uh, fall guys and it's all right uh like it, it's it's fun obviously it's a fun game but um i don't see any 
major lag when I'm monitoring with OBS or something like that. So it get, obviously Fall Guys is also a weaker game. Like, but uh, the, I did notice I tried playing some modded Skyrim. Right, that's the other thing I love to do. Same thing with Pokemon. It's like all these fucking fan mods make the game so much better. And so I tried streaming that, but when I was outdoors, it was terrible lag. And modded Skyrim is sort of a, it's a hard beast to pinpoint because obviously regular Skyrim is a um, 12 year old game at this point and, uh, or 11 year old game at this point. And uh, what was I going to say? That shouldn't have any problem being run, but it's hard to pinpoint exactly how many mods break. Like, I don't know if the amount of mods I had was too much and it would, it's not something my computer could handle. But other than that, yeah, no, uh, I'm not sure if I if it could take like some of the more uh, recent games. I know it can play Cyberpunk pretty well, so it, it it's it's good enough. But I probably stay away from like the new Forspoken or something like that that has these massive. Uh, I've heard nobody can play Forspoken. Like um, they came out the specs. I, I don't know if they changed it recently with like a patch or something. But that you need like a computer from NASA. Yeah, yeah, it. something like a GTX 3070 for the minimum requirements. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, I just assume that's how like all these new games are like 100 gigs, 125. I, I just like I got to upgrade soon, but currently I don't think I can swing it. No, I, I mean, it depends on like the game you're playing, the you know, and things like that. Like I, I think a lot of people were saying like Forspoken is kind of a um, is very much an outlier in that regard. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, so I guess while I have you here, um, you know, a new Scooby-Doo show came out. I think it's called <laughs> Velma. I'm sure people yeah. have been wondering, what's your opinion on it? If you've seen it. Well, uh, yeah, I wasn't particularly interested in uh, the show because, as you said, Scooby-Doo is not in it. And... I've watched clips and I've seen plenty of uh, like other YouTubers give their opinions on it. And, you know, I don't want to I, I want to watch it all when it comes out, because I think it's uh, it's doing two episodes a week, I believe. And it's going to have 10 in total. So right now, I believe there's four out unless maybe it dropped like the other two dropped yesterday or something. It could be. But uh, from what I've seen, well, so from what I've seen, yeah, I, I, I think most people are right based on the clips. Like it's very it's definitely a very bitter seeming show. And I understand the uh, struggles of, uh, you know, I, I understand uh, Mindy Calling has gone on record to say she's put some of herself into Velma and. Uh, you know. She's definitely made her opinions like some of the meta jokes uh, they make are clearly aimed at like the fan base and some of the criticisms of when the first. Actually, you know what? OK, here's what I'll say. It's because I was thinking about this pretty heavily, and the only thing that actually pisses me off about the, like everything else is like, you know what? You, they gave you the rights to the show. If it fails, like I'm not going to be too i'm not going to care about it too much like if it's good fantastic if it's bad which it seems to be that's that's tough it sucks but you know that's just showbiz but the unforgivable thing is 
how they're treating my boy Fred. You're a huge Fred fan? I thought I thought Shaggy was your go-to guy. Shaggy is my favorite character. Obviously, I do the Scooby-Doo impressions, and you know, I I like I love the whole gang, but Fred's the one that got hit the most. Like you know, Fred Fred was always endearing in a sort of like I I recently watched the uh, Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated show, which was the original adult Scooby-Doo. Like aimed more at teenagers, but like it actually had themes that nor- the normal Scooby-Doo wouldn't tackle. And that was a good show. And I liked they, they took, you know, they made Fred in that one. For example, he he they really emphasized his love for making traps and traps in general. And uh, they made him basically a fun loving uh, doofus. You know, he, he had he had everyone's best interest at heart. And I guess for some reason, this show really doesn't like Fred because they changed all of that, which he didn't have much of a personality at first, but it slowly formed over time to be, you know, this trap-loving, like, lovable dumbass. But they made him into, like, a standard, like, douchebag from a teen movie. Like, obsessed with his own uh, beauty and, you know, vain, shallow. You know, it's, it's just something that's like, all the other characters, they, I mean... They also kind of butchered Daphne a bit, but I haven't seen as many Daphne clips. But it's just like, clearly there was a grudge against Fred. And I'm against that. I love Fred. Right, I got you. Um, you know, actually, real fast, I'm, I'm so sorry to do this again. Uh, do you have any playing through speakers by any chance? I do not. Hold on. Yeah, my bad if it's... Uh... No, because I think it's picking up me on like your audio. Because whenever I talk, I know it's like it, like um, it, it peaks a lot, or it's like you know the bar goes up, like it's picking up sound or something. Sorry for I've the technical an... difficulties, folks. Yeah, let me see it. Oh. Um, not sure if I should. Well, I I guess uh while you're messing with that um. I, I kind of had my own uh, theories on the show that I guess since I have you here, uh, I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are. Like, to me, what I think happened is that, uh, you know, the showrunner, Mindy, wanted to do, like, kind of this animated comedy making fun of, like, other comedies like, you know, Riverdale and things like that. So she approached, like, the show... Um, that idea to like Warner Brothers and maybe some other people because you know it's not just like rarely does like one company um you know rarely do you approach you know one you know you know and want an idea with just a single company you pitch it around and I think Warner Brothers was like oh we love that but we also want you you know for the sake of marketability we want you to make it with the Scooby Doo franchise so reluctantly she said okay fine and then I think. Because it feels like that, right? Like, I, yeah, I of... sort of see what you're saying. Like, oh, real quick, how does it sound now? Sound any better? Yeah, I think you got it. Yeah, I think you got it now. All right. So I can see that. Uh, there's definitely, because my thing is obviously they, the, from a, uh, I don't know what, where she said it. I just remember reading this quote. But she basically said something like they were worried about having to adapt Scooby 
and the network said, you can't have Scooby. And they were like, oh, great. So, I don't know. It, it definitely seems like there's, I feel like there's definitely an unanswered mystery about how this show got greenlit with the same kind of like, with a clear bitterness that, you know, I, I can see what you're saying where maybe they wanted to make like a Daria type show and then someone's just like, you gotta, you gotta pull uh, like House of Dragon or something. And you gotta use an existing IP. But I don't know. I, I feel like that's still, they still would have designed around it. I, I mean, I guess that's what they should have done if that's the case. But yeah, no, I, I I honestly have no clue what they were going for with this series. Oh yeah, I'm just speculating too. Like maybe maybe she did just set out to want to do a um, you know, and maybe it's like studio notes. Like she she wanted to set out to do like this show starring Velma because maybe she's like a real big fan of Velma. But you know, studio <laughs> notes said, oh no, you know, animated sitcom it has to have like this meta commentary because you know it's all the rage. So maybe that's what also influenced it. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, that, that's fair. Because all all we can really do is speculate until we uh, until uh, the writers or the showrunners actually um, reveal. Because that's that's the thing is I'm not sure if obviously it's been two weeks since the like, you see all these videos popping up. I, I like how someone described uh, Velma as a sort of. Like, it's one of those, like, same with, like, Cyberpunk 2077, where it's a content creator's dream. Because you can just, it just keeps on giving, and you don't have to, like, basically, I've watched seven videos on it just because it's, like, it's popping up from all my uh, favorite content creators. But, um, I don't think they've responded. Maybe I haven't seen it, but obviously you'd think, like, so, like everyone going, this show is bad. They'd be, oh, my bad, or trust me, it gets better. But, yeah, I'm not too sure myself. Right. I, I mean, okay, so for my overall, because I have been kind of not keeping up with the show, I think I'm like three behind because, yeah. I don't know, late at night, I'm just, you know, bored and I watch something stupid. Fair um, enough. So I think I'm like on episode four or so, and I, I don't like this show, but I don't think I have as strong of a guttural hate for it as um, a lot of other people do. I mean, because I'm, I like Scooby-Doo, but I'm not like the hugest Scooby-Doo fan. Yeah, yeah you're, not a, you're not a stickler for the lore. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, but I, I, I think it's just mainly for me... Uh, the I mean the main issue for me is like the writing where it doesn't know if it wants to be, you know, this animated like kind of sitcom. Well, I don't know if sitcom's the right word, but this animated comedy with like the meta humor, making fun of like Riverdale and stuff like that, or if it wants to be, you know, a Scooby Doo show with like an actual mystery, and it just doesn't work on either end because um, I don't know how far you've gone into it, but like. The mystery is also just not there. Like it's it doesn't work as like this meta commentary because everyone's also kind of growing tired of that, and then it doesn't work as um you know a Scooby Doo show because in my opinion, like the mystery just is not there in terms yeah. of um 
And I, I mean, I get it that like, um, like the mystery was never like outside of like mystery incorporated. Uh, you know, the mystery was never like the point of the show. A lot of it was like, if you go back to the early eras, it's like you know the slapstick and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It sucks that it's it's bad, you know, because I I think the idea could work. No, no, absolutely, and that that's one thing I will say is it's definitely like obviously I don't want to get too politically commentary ish, but with these kind of shows, they're always it always seems like there's like it's too much backlash. Like it's like if this show didn't have. Uh, as people said, like if this wasn't a Scooby Doo show, this would probably be a uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Unfavorably received, but not like hated show. Just be like, ah, the jokes aren't landing, and the they said the setting, the mystery is not very convincing. But because it is, and because of the way the you know the internet works, it's it's definitely like it's it's getting a lot more attention than it otherwise would have. And yeah, I think that's its biggest downfall. Yeah, and that's and that's unfortunate because you know you never want a show to fail. Yeah, exactly. If there's a concept that looks interesting, even if it's like obviously with this one, it's literally just Scooby Doo with the adult take. You know, that's the thing is, and too because you brought up Riverdale, that's literally what happened with Archie Comics. It's Archie with an adult take. So it's not like, obviously, Riverdale in the later seasons, people are saying, you know, not as good. But it's a formula that can easily work. And you can, it can be not great writing because I, I didn't like the first season of Riverdale as a show, but it was like so over the top that it was just like it looped back around to being, oh yeah, I'd watch that. But yeah, exactly. It's like, I would have loved to see a Scooby-Doo show with that actual kind of twist and, you know, that over-the-top nature, but it just seems like Velma doesn't know how to do that. Well, yeah, um, but uh, before we continue on, we got a word from our sponsor. Hey, Dennis. Yeah? Are you tired of lugging around heavy bottles of detergent dealing with the mess measuring the right amount? You know I am. Well, introducing Salty Lum and the ultra-concentrated, hypoallergenic, and toxins-free laundry detergent strips that are revolutionizing the industry. Their eco-friendly strips are easy to use. Just toss one in with your laundry, and you're good to go. With Salty Lum, you can say fantastic. goodbye to harsh chemicals and hello to a cleaner, greener laundry experience. But it's not just good for the environment. It's also good for you and your family. You know, Dennis, you and your family. Oh, I know my family. <laughs> Their hypoallergenic formula is gentle on sensitive skin, making it perfect for babies, kids, and adults with allergies. Don't just take my word for it, or even Dennis's word for it, you know, even though he's not the sponsor for this. Give Salty Lama a try and see the difference for yourself. You'll be amazed at how powerful and effective their, their detergent strips are. Visit www.saltylama.com and order yours today. And don't forget to use code PODCASTPASTA at checkout for a special discount. Again, that's Salty Lama. Thank you so much for sponsoring the episode, and... Back to the interview. Hey, that's me. <laughs> with with yeah. Dennis. So yeah. um I guess I, I guess I'm kind of curious then because you know you 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 kind of know or I mean 
since you do fall, I don't know how, how closely you actually follow like Scooby-Doo. You said you watch like mystery incorporated, but you know, mm. um, how would you have approached like that idea? Like, would you have centered it, at, um, of like an adult orientated, like Scooby-Doo, would you have centered it around like Velma or would you have just focused on like the general cast? Like what, like what would you have done? Honestly, if I was given the reins to this sort of thing, uh, like I was saying earlier, I like Mystery Incorporated. Uh, I think that was a, that's a great starting point. I probably like the idea of this, you know, town full of these like, like clearly, like obviously the you know the shows like pokes fun is like how are so many of these dudes just in masks who also know how to create these elaborate setups. You know, it would definitely be fun to investigate that with a more adult theme. Uh, starring, like, the thing is, I might have taken out Scooby-Doo, honestly. Like, I'm not... You would that's have also, one thing I... What was that? You would have also taken out Scooby-Doo. I might have, depending on how I would. Because I, I just, I don't think that was an inherently bad decision, depending on how you want to... Because, once again, let's go back to what I know, and that's uh, Riverdale. Now, Riverdale and Archie Comics, they don't really have the fantastical element in the original Archie Comics. But if there was a talking dog and I took that over to Riverdale, I wouldn't have included the talking dog. I'd include a dog. Like, I'm, I might put Scooby in. But I think Scooby is too iconic to sort of take away his voice and then just let him run around in a, in a, in a murdery kind of world. You know, it's just... It's one of those things where you figure something might happen to the dog. It, it just wouldn't be worth it. So I, I probably would have taken out Scooby-Doo. Uh, Velma is a... I think Velma is a also a good choice for a possible lead. Although I would have done a more... What's the word? Bird's eye focus on the entire gang. Like, basically, I wouldn't have one person be the focus, but I'd have each one sort of have a story uh, that just as important as the other person's story, but basically no one would fall to the sideline. There, there wouldn't have to be, because with Velma, I think uh, one of the things Mindy Calling also said is like Fred takes all the credit, but I feel like he never did take the credit. I feel like he was, like he designed the traps. No one was at the end of the day going, good job, Fred, for getting the, getting the villain. It was like you meddling kids. So I, you know, I definitely wouldn't, push somebody else back to focus on like someone like Velma or Daphne. It would just be an all around group story, like the traditional stories. Uh, other than that, honestly, cause you know, I'm not a writer, but I, yeah, I, I'd go, uh, I'd probably throw in a bit of CSI, a bit of monk, you know, some of my favorite detective shows and just apply it real life murders. But yeah, actually, that's what I'd do. I, I'd, it, w it would be the same setup, like real-life murders and crimes, but I'd probably keep the humor of the gang consistent with the older stories to sort of create a, a disconnect. I think that might be funny. Once again, I'm not a writer. This is just in my head. Uh, but, you know, sort of just like someone gets, uh, you know, it's a brutal double stabbing, and it's like, jinkies, you know? It's like, no, one would, no cop would say that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a writer either. You know, I'm just, I'm just a guy with a mic. Yeah. Um, I'm also but, a guy with a mic right now. Right. I, I think. Um, I, I can't remember. I, I this is probably just a rumor. I don't know if it's 
because again, I haven't like caught up with this with like the Velma series, but um, I heard there was like a rumor that they were gonna bring Scooby, but it's gonna be a love interest for um, Shaggy's character, and it's like Scooby with an eye at the end. I don't know if you've heard of that. I haven't, but that is uh, that that's hilarious. Yeah, you okay. actually think that's funny. Well, yeah, the, the thing is, that's sort of the ongoing joke, especially, you know, it's like, oh, you know, Shaggy and Scooby are the real power couple. But it would be weird as hell and I wouldn't bank like basically I wouldn't do it if I was the showrunner. But as a viewer, I know they're probably going to screw it up. But if they get it right, that is ballsy. I love that. It's sort of like uh, this is just a quick seg or segue to Pokemon, but uh, in the new generation, they release people. Fans have been begging for uh, an evolution to Dunsparce, an older Pokemon that's kind of you know it's not that good. It's got its charms, but it could really use an evolution. Game Freak was just like, "Screw you guys! Here's your evolution," and it's just Dun Dunsparce. It's just an extra segment. Like, no visual changes, but, like, very minor. And I love that kind of trolling, which I feel like this would be. It's like, oh, you guys want Scooby? Well, here's Shaggy fucking Scooby. So, yeah, <laughs> that's... Uh... I mean, yeah, I, I guess it would be fun. And especially since, like, Shaggy is so... I, I think he's, like, also my favorite, but especially in, like, the Velma show, even though there's, like, weird quirks about his thing, like, the writers are really fixated on this whole not drug culture thing it's oh, oh, weird right, right. i don't like it but like whatever he's like he's he's like the nicest of the main cast yeah so i yeah, guess no, that... I, uh, yeah i was just gonna say like with shaggy or i guess he's norville in this one i uh i did hear a rumor someone was telling me like that's that's not shaggy like obviously his name is norville and you know he's black as opposed to shaggy who's got the shaggy hair and is white but you know that's not really an indicator of them not being the character. That's just them. No, I think you're getting goofed on. You think I'm getting goofed? Yeah, I, I was told that they were like it. Basically, they said it's not technically Shaggy as we know it, and that he all that Shaggy does exist in the universe, like the the one we know. That was the rumor I was told, which could very well be, be being goofed on. Like I said, I've been following the show in bits and pieces. Well, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. I, I wonder if, um, because, you know, there's some speculation, like, will it get a season two or, you know, from people just hate watching it to oblivion or, you know. Um, or... I thought a season two was already confirmed. Is it? Oh, my God. No way. I'm not sure. That, that's that's when I thought I saw a news article. I mean, I mean it might be. I, I mean, I because obviously I don't have access to the... Um, actual like full numbers or anything but i thought there would be like a drop off after like the first yeah. like the premiere with the first two episodes but, okay um, so yeah for what i'm seeing is it hasn't been officially renewed but it's apparently already in the works so like they're, they're they started on it even though yeah, these guys are confident they're getting the season they're gonna get that renewal so they're just doing the work but yeah it's interesting i mean the thing is they they did a really good job I will say this uh, on the release schedule, because obviously in today's day and age, most people want everything released at once to binge. But with this kind of show, people are going to watch it and it's better to have them talking about it over, you know, six months being like this show is awful for views and stuff 
than it is to just drop it all at once and someone to be like, yeah, don't watch the show, it's awful. So that is a brilliant move on their part, but... Well, I mean, also broadly, there's just been a move to, like, move away from, um, you know, whole batch droppings like that because yeah, of yeah, that's true. Like subscribership and things like that. Yeah. Which uh, I'm not against. I don't like how Netflix does it. But, uh, yeah, I do think it's a good call in general. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to say. Like, some of my favorite shows um, were, you know, did the batch droppings like Bojack Horseman, for example? Um, yeah. Which, yeah, you know, but I think Bojack probably stands, you know, to its own merits, even outside of how it was released. Yeah. Um, but to switch topics off, because I know we've been talking about Scooby Doo for a while. Um, Fair enough. I guess, uh, so you're, you're obviously like a big fan of Pokemon, right? Um, mm -hmm. And I haven't really had, like, a Pokemon expert come on the podcast. Uh, yeah. And I know, like, the latest release kind of had some, like, issues, right? If, I, if oh. I'm not mistaken, on, like, the Switch. I don't know if you played that one yet. I definitely have. I've, this is actually the first one I've... Uh, it's the first mainline game where I've caught all the Pokemon that are available. Oh, wow. So, I mean, how was your experience with that? I don't know if they came out with any, like, patches or anything to help with, like, bugs or whatever. But... So, yeah... If they did, like, because I haven't played in a while. Like, I beat it and then... But my, my experience with it was, it's definitely... So, obviously, as I was saying earlier, I'm not a huge fan of the direction these games are necessarily taking. Like, they made an open world, and it was fun. You know, it was nice to go around exploring. But it had a lot of problems that I feel like definitely should have been. Not even just, like, frame rate. You know, because that that that's that that was true. There's a lot of frame rate issues. I had my game crash a few times, which I've never had a crash from a uh, Pokemon game, uh, which I don't know how common that would be. But yeah, personally, this is the only time I've had a Pokemon game crash, which you know is not too great for the morale. And they they made some immediately or immediate changes I didn't like. Like so, I like the open world. Uh, there's a more folk. There's more focus on story. And uh, freedom, like that's that was one of the big selling points. You could go anywhere, but they didn't scale the level. So, for example, you can go to any gym, but if you go to the eighth gym first, it's going to be level sixty or fifty, and if you go to the first gym last, it's going to be level seven. So, it's basically if you want a fun experience, you sort of need to take a linear path anyway. So it's true, like it's true they did give us what people were asking for, but they did it in such a way that it's like it's sort of like a fuck you. It's like it's like an unfun version of what they did with Dunsparce. Uh, right. Yeah, exactly. And uh like I said, there's there's all sorts of things that uh, I'm not a fan of. Like the world definitely feels lifeless. They took out interiors, which oh, once again Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um there's a few exceptions, like you can go inside gyms in the Elite Four building, but uh, most towns, you can't enter the buildings. And this is, once again, it, it just seems like there's somebody at Game Freak or the Pokemon Company or Nintendo, I don't know who's making the decisions, but they're reading comments online and they're determined to do their best monkey's paw. It's like, oh, you want an open world? 
well, here you go. You get an open world, but you got to close, you know, the the world is open. You can't go inside. Like, we took that away. It's like you wanted the open world. You got to give up something. It's like, why do we got to give up something? That's what it feels like. Uh, another thing, it's like uh, really annoying. Uh, they had very famous for Nuzlockers and challenge runs of Pokemon. Uh, there was a setting in the menu you could since the first generation where you could choose to have set or switch. And for those unfamiliar, what that means is when you, the default is if you're in a battle and you beat the trainer's Pokemon, uh, they're going to send out a new one. It'll tell you who they're sending out and then it'll give you the option to switch out for free. Set mode basically means you don't get to switch out. You have to, you don't get a free switch out. If you switch out, you might get hit with a move. So it makes the game a little harder. They stealthily took that out this generation. I don't know why. Like, there's already the games are already getting easier to some degree. And that's one of the few built-in modes. It's like, okay, well, it doesn't change the actual difficulty, but it doesn't give you, like, a free switch in. And they sort of just took it out because I don't know why. They, they didn't have anything like, oh, yeah, we, we feel like it's too hard or something. They just took it out. And that that's sort of what stuck with me this generation. Even though there's plenty of cool Pokemon designs, there's plenty of like good lore, there's interesting classes. All I can look all I can do when I look at it is I just see this company that has to like like they can't just give you something as a player. They have to take away something and sort of keep it at a net even. And that's very frustrating as a longtime Pokemon fan. All right. I think um, also some of the issues, if I'm mistaken, was they also switched like engines, if I'm remembering right. That could be that. I didn't follow that too much. I do know. So the only thing I really know about the development process was uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus came out this year as well earlier. Uh, like around uh, January, February, I think, pretty early in the year. And I've been told that they were developed alongside each other, but they didn't borrow. Basically, it's like they, they were being made around the same time with obviously Pokemon uh, Scarlet and Violet being in the oven a bit longer, but they didn't borrow any. So there's, there's a lot of cool mechanics from Arceus Legends that I think are actually fantastic that just aren't in... Scarlet and Violet, not because they were like, oh, we have to keep it apart, but it's because they were both, they were sort of testing the waters with two completely different uh, mechanics overhauls. And I do know, the thing about the performance issues is the Switch itself is not a very powerful machine. I know that much, and I know like that's the case with, obviously it doesn't excuse how bad some of these like, not everyone's having the problem, but you judge by the worst, not the best. So there are plenty of people who are having, like, these terrible frame rate drops and crashes that, yeah, the Switch is a bad system for, like, powerful games and stuff, but it shouldn't be that bad. But, you know, something like Breath of the Wild, which seems like a larger scale, did have its own stutters, but it was it ran well on this older machine. So I'm not too sure if they, they switched over to a completely new engine because they certainly pumped the game out fast. It's only been a year, or it's only been a year since uh, or like a two years since the last one, I believe. So 
if they did switch to a new engine, they clearly didn't test it enough. Yeah, I mean, that's um, certainly a consideration. Uh, just so I know, how much time do you do you have for me? Oh, as long as you need. Oh, okay. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so I, I think outside of that, and I know this is like super old because I think it's been like a year or so since this came out, but do you remember, I don't know if you've actually seen this, but do you remember when uh, Pokemon did like their 30th anniversary? For that's one with it was uh what's his name not it, it, they did like a concert right with uh post malone post malone thank you yeah it was thinking travis scott for some reason i think it was a Fortnite concert but uh yeah but they did a post malone concert i do remember that so i i guess as an old school pokemon fan that you know started when you were a kid um what was your thought on that uh honestly it, it was a bit of fun uh i i because i i didn't catch the whole concert i actually did catch some of it like as it was going but it, i he didn't really do he, he was just if, if i recall correctly and i might be wrong in this i think he was only doing post malone songs I don't know if he covered any like Pokemon songs or if he wrote a song specifically for this. So in that sense, I think I remember feeling a bit like, yeah, it's cool. You got a famous guy, but it, it's sort of you should really tie it in. Once again, if he did sing or make a song that I just missed, that's on me. But I swear, like, it, I think he was just doing his own like hits, which is fine. But because it was a Pokemon themed concert, they just had like Pokemon. uh sort of going around in this virtual space uh yeah i i, I thought i thought it was fine it, it, it was it was a fun little thing i think it could have been better but you know well he did cover hootie gonna, and the blowfish uh, though he covered hootie and the blowfish all yeah. right uh let's see i mean that's cool uh i don't I'm sure I know their songs, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. Well, it's like that, um, there's that stupid, hey, I don't, I want to fucking sing. Don't make me sing, Dennis. Um, I'm going to make you sing. That like, uh, want another girl like you, who, boom, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah, I got you. I, I know what you're saying. Which is weird because Perfect. like outside of like, you know, boomers like me, who else knows that song, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it is kind of weird. I'm assuming he just like randomly went into a Hootie and the Blowfish song. Which that is a weird time to do so at a Pokemon concert, but yeah. Um, I guess kind of a uh, switch topics a little bit because I know I jokingly said this, but uh, we had the unfortunate news with Justin Roiland. Ah, um, uh, yes. So I mean, would you like if you had the opportunity? Would you audition to be either Rick or Morty? in rick and morty so personally i'm not a huge rick and morty fan obviously it's got good jokes and stuff but it's it's sort of too depressing for me uh or just like the overall cynicism and stuff um rick absolutely not i would never audition for rick uh i simply i i can't pull off that like disgruntled like you know unattached sort of drunk wisdom he's got. I mean, Morty, 
I might I might audition for Morty because I do think it's funny how uh, like obviously some people were saying uh, with Justin Roiland, um, he sort of has a bit. You know what? There's, there's actually a funny thing about that. So with Justin Roiland, obviously you know piece of shit. If you beat some like I I don't know all the details. I'm not gonna judge, but if you're beating people, you know it's, yeah, don't do it. Charges, he, like exactly yeah. Bad. So I'm assuming I'm assuming everything's on the up and up because I haven't seen any of the evidence. So I'm just gonna assume they got it right and just say this guy's piece of shit but i actually uh so before justin roiland got big with rick and morty i don't know if he was known before that but as a kid i first heard him in this terrible show called fish hooks right have you heard of this one i cannot remember fish hooks to save my life so fish hooks was a disney channel uh cartoon and the premise was literally just it was fi- it was a fish high school and you know it was standard it was the standard high school drama but with fish jokes sprinkled in and i remember the only reason i started watching was because uh i was a big fan of cory in the house unironically as a kid and uh cory or kyle massey voiced the main fish in uh in fish hooks with justin roiland voicing his uh younger brother even though they were completely different fish and he used the exact same voice for for morty and he used the exact same mannerisms obviously they were kids jokes but it was the standard you know ah geez uh i forget Corey or kyle massey's uh, character's name but he's like ah geez kyle massey like we gotta we i gotta date this woman and you know he you know and so his humor was grating on me long before uh like the masses were getting tired of the standard like uh morty voice and jokes you know with the latest game and i might try out like if i had the opportunity i would try out for morty just just for the like basically i'd go in everyone else who try out for morty i imagine would be going with morty energy but in my head i just enjoy the fact that i'd be going in with fish hooks energy even though it's the exact same energy and that's the only reason i'd do it well, you know what I want them to do? I know they're never going to do this, right? Yeah. But I think I would be so down for them to just pick voices that don't match, like, at all, or don't sound anything like Justin Roiland. No, I, I, I sort of get what you're saying. I, I was actually joking with someone the other day. I think it would be really funny if they got uh, Seth MacFarlane. To just because he's known for doing multiple character voices, just coming on the show and fucking voice both Rick and Morty. No, just he's do too like busy, the, man. I yell, yeah, no, he's way too busy. He's got like he's he's still got American Dad plus Family Guy plus all his other shit. But I think it'd be really funny to just hear like just literally make it uh, Peter and Brian, but but Peter is more or Peter is Rick and Brian is Morty. That's just exactly like it doesn't match at all, but it's the exact same jokes just with him doing those voices. Yeah. I wonder if, um, if they would do the same thing, like one person for both Rick and Morty or because I, I think, and this is kind of just me like spitballing here, but, um, doing two different like voice actors for each person, right? Two different for each person. Well, not too different for each person. I'm sorry. Like one for Rick, one for Morty. Oh yeah, yeah. How I meant to word it. No, like that's definitely. Here's the thing. Obviously, if I was a studio executive and you told me, 
okay, we uh, we need a new voice. I would probably rather pay one paycheck than two. I do think it would be much healthier to have two voice actors because what if this new voice actor beats his wife? You know, then damn, we're <laughs> that's once again you got to find another guy for I'm two voices. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I made the joke, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I'd go with two voice actors. I definitely because there's also probably plenty of people who. It's like, once again, going back to Family Guy, you know, uh, they they actually had one of the uh, one of the voice actors step down. It was uh, due to that whole thing where it's like the voice actor for Cleveland. People were saying, well, you're going to have a voice actor for a, a black character. You should have a black voice actor. So the voice actor for Cleveland stepped down and they hired a, uh, a famous YouTube impersonator, which I thought was really cool and interesting. And uh, um, if you're doing like, it's probably a lot easier to find like an impersonator of Rick or Morty than it is to find someone who can do both perfectly, even though uh, the original guy did both. So I think that's probably the safer bet. And also voice actors need to be paid more anyway. So, well, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Um, I, I, I think what I'm more worried about, though, than The Voice and Rick and Morty, and this might be, you know, a, a spicy take because I know a lot of people are a huge fan of Dan Harmon. But yeah. I, I'm more concerned if he, if Dan Harmon is just going to take over as the sole lead of the show, as, as like the sole uh, showrunner. Yeah. Only because I feel like, I mean, my, my take is that, you know, He's good, but I always feel like he needs to be balanced out because, you know, he has, like, a very... He's very nihilistic with his approach to, like, storytelling and, like, humor. And yeah, he's probably the uh, part of Rick and Morty. He's probably the guy who wrote the scenes I hated the most. But I mean, uh, Probably. You never really know, yeah. right? Yeah. That's actually funny. Cause the thing is, I don't... So, I don't like Dan Harmon uh, as a person from what I've heard. Like just with, like for example, I know he he's he was the big thing behind Community, which is one of my favorite shows. Uh, and obviously, after he left for like a season, it was like the worst season. So he's definitely got talent, but from what I I've seen, like I believe I don't know if he still does it, but he hosted a D and D sort of podcast, I believe, like Harmon Quest. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember, like, he'd have... Because the thing is, I'm also a massive D&D nerd, as you know. And one of the things... It's always cool to me to see, like... The, the initial premise for Harmon Quest was cool. Because the idea is you're getting a bunch of celebrities who haven't played or have, like, very little knowledge. Or some of them do. And you're sort of... Yeah, they're playing, like, a one-shot. And they can... You know, you get to see some people you wouldn't expect... You know, playing some elves or, you know, basically enjoying the hobby that is traditionally reserved for the obviously it's growing, but, you know, it's traditionally reserved for the uh, the nerds, the people who don't really have like action hero uh, influences. And now you can see Vin Diesel and Aubrey Plaza, you know, all swinging swords at an orc. And it's really interesting. But everything I've heard about, like and seen on the show is. He just kind of comes off as like a guy who who knows like I think the community thing really 
really didn't help him because I have to, I can't imagine what an inflation to the ego it is for the show that you created to like get kicked and then suddenly it sucks. Like you got to come back. Like that's got to raise somebody's ego to the point where you, they're just insufferable. Like I don't care who you are. If that happens, literally, it's like you were the only reason this show or this show is doing well that gets put in your head and i feel like a lot of the encounters i see with dan Harmon, uh like celebrities will talk about it or just like how it's perceived he definitely seems like that kind of guy you know he's good but he knows he's good to a bad extent right right no i mean i, I don't know it's it's always tough to say because i think even like uh with his interviews and stuff like that. Like, I think I saw like the guest grumps episode. This was way back when I saw game grumps. Um, yeah. he was on there and I also got kind of the sense of that, like nihilism that like kind of rubbed me personally the wrong way. But I, I, that's like my own personal gripes with like, nihilism yeah, yeah. Writing. obviously my, my stuff was, uh, it's similar. I just don't like, like, I'm not trying to slander anyone. I'm just saying like, based on how the guys presented himself, I'm not a huge fan. And yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the nihilistic stuff either, you know, but right. yeah. So, uh, with him, like they definitely need to check him. I get what you're saying. Like the checks and balances, they need a guy to make sure he doesn't go full Harmon. Right. And, um, so yeah, I guess I'm curious to see how, how it will, it will develop because, you know, um, adult swim isn't the only people, they aren't the only people that have to like, address this whole recasting Justin Roiland because he's also been on like Solar Opposites, a whole bunch of other yeah. projects, Koala Man. Um, so I, I guess I'm curious to see the different approaches each one takes. I'm sure some some of these shows will just write them out and then for others they'll do like some casting, Hubba Baloo. Um, yeah, that, that, that's definitely the danger of going all in on a... Uh like a person in a particular industry not not saying that's what they did but yeah it's unfortunate but uh Royland had his hand in a lot of pies before this went down yeah yeah exactly um well i think uh well to kind of wrap up here uh, before i let you go i guess i want to ask uh you told me that you were going to uh release an episode this upcoming sunday for the den right um Yes. I guess if you had any preview for us, uh, what's it going to be about? That's an interesting. Uh, that's an interesting question. I'm actually writing the script, or I was writing the script as you uh, called. But I will say this: the Sunday punch looks like a week ago Tuesday. Uh, very ominous, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. But... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, yeah, you're basically, if you watch this one, you're going to have some fun with it. If if you, if any of the other, if you liked any of my other videos, this one's just going to be more of that. And I'm excited for it. Well, yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Um, you said you had like a full scope, I guess, or I mean, at least somewhat of a scope of how you want to pursue this going forward. Um can you like tell us any or i don't know if you want to keep it a secret like of your oh, plans no, no, no. beyond I'll, basically I'll, I'll so my plan for this is uh i've already told you but just to reiterate 
I'd like to sort of have a consistent schedule. So Sunday at 12 is my upload uh, goal. And I sort of am, I basically I've, I've got themes for the videos, which you may have noticed as my videos went on, I started like at first it was just one story. And then I started hitting these, like the idea of trends in the Archie comic universe, the idea of uh, specific, like the uh, jalopy, which is a huge part of the lore. Like there are some comics that just assume, you know, about Archie's jalopy, like you can tell you otherwise, you might just open it up and see this one's like, why does he have such a weird car and why is nobody saying anything? And my idea for going forward was essentially just, I'm going to try and hit the holidays, obviously. So for example, uh, the week of, or the, the Sunday closest to Valentine's day, you're probably going to see some romance themed uh, videos, you know, like focusing on some famous romances, some unlikely romances. And, Anytime there's not a major holiday, like obviously during the month of, uh, or yeah, during uh, February, the major one you see is Valentine's Day, uh, unless I'm being stupid and forgetting a major holiday. But that's probably, I figure in my head, that's the best time to like do the multiple different ways of, you know, a valid, like Valentine's Day themed stories just love theme stories uh love trying you know basically i'm gonna spread it out like that and so the idea is i haven't written i don't know what stories i'm gonna pick but i know what stories i'm gonna look for for each video to fit these themes well yeah definitely looking forward to that um and yeah. i guess with that we'll call it a wrap uh well, actually michael uh i was gonna say before we wrap it up i've got a question for you oh dang yes go ahead shoot. yeah what do you think of my uh, what do you think of my sponsorship breaks? Oh, this those sponsorship breaks, fantastic. Yeah. I don't know how you nailed somebody like that. Such a huge <laughs> yeah, <laughs> glamorous name. Yeah, you so what is basically the money's flow even if I don't get any views, just the sponsorship money alone from this company is oof, fantastic. <laughs> I'll go ahead and let you wrap up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. Um but no, thank you all for uh joining us today uh if you want to support the show you could do so in a number of different ways uh if you want to do a monthly subscription i always recommend my patreon uh, mainly because there's different tiers in which each tier you get like different merch uh but if you don't feel comfortable doing the monthly thing i also have a uh, ko-fi for one-time donations you could also do monthly there but again i wouldn't recommend it because you know doing the monthly donation there uh there's no real merch or anything like that. Uh, I also have, um, speaking of merch, I also just have a merch store. So if you want to just buy like yourself a nice t-shirt, I try to keep the prices really low, but you get uh, cool designs, uh, including my latest with the modern logo done by George Isaac. Um, other than that, you can find the links to all this on my Twitter account at podcasting pasta. Again, that's at podcasting pasta, all one word. Um, P's are capitalized. I don't know if that really matters for Twitter. Uh, thank you again to Salty Llama for sponsoring this episode. Again, that's www.saltylama.com. If you want to get some really cool laundry detergent, uh, use code PODCASTPASTA, all caps, for I think it's like a 10% discount. Um, Dennis, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, if you want to shout out your socials where people can find you. Yeah, no problem. So uh, my, uh, 
my YouTube channel, which was formerly The Den. It's now Den is the Menace. You can find me. I'm going to upload my skits, my uh, Archie reviews, and then occasionally, once in a blue moon, a Scooby-Doo impression. I've also got a Twitter, not Dennis the Fourth. And uh, weirdly enough, if you want to catch my streams, it's the Den of Streams. And I'm going to stream every Sunday and Wednesday from 8 to however long I go on for. All right. And um, yeah, th again, thank you for coming on and take care, everyone. Yeah, thanks for having me.